Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Monaco Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and this weekend, Formula One returns to the historic streets of Monte Carlo, where an upset may be brewing. Monaco is the most extreme circuit on the calendar. Tight, twisty, and narrow, it has the slowest average speed of any circuit and therefore makes certain unusual demands of an F1 car in exchange for a competitive lap time. The track is all slow speed corners, which means a car needs maximum downforce and excellent mechanical grip, while drag isn't punished in the way it is at other tracks given the lack of any long straight. The circuit is very low energy too, which means a car needs to be able to fire up its tyres quickly for qualifying. And qualifying is everything here given the difficulty overtaking between those looming barriers. This specific combination of factors has given Ferrari, Mercedes and Aston Martin hope they could finally get one back on Red Bull Racing. With all three teams hopeful for a variety of reasons that they can string together a pole app that would make them massive favourites for victory. There was plenty more going on in Monte Carlo on Thursday, including the fallout following reports in some sections of the media that Ferrari is attempting to lure Lewis Hamilton away from Mercedes next season. So for a look behind the scenes at all the politics that shapes the F1 silly season, let's hear now from your host all weekend in Monte Carlo, it's Julianne Serasoli. Well, love it or hate it, it seems like there's always something to talk about in the Principality. And there were many stories in the paddock this Thursday, even before the cars went to the track. Hamilton and Ferrari were quite clear to dismiss the rumors of any contract negotiations. And we finally managed to see Mercedes heavily modify a car. And Aston Martin weren't even trying to hide their optimism about their form this weekend. So let's start with Fernando, the Fernando Monaco hype train, I'm going to call it. He was really at home this Thursday in the paddock, arriving with his father, who doesn't always come to the races, with his best friend, Alberto, who is known as Gali as well, who's always around him. And even his niece was with him today. Fernando was one of the last drivers to move to Monaco, having lived in Switzerland, and even in Dubai. From what I know, he hated Dubai, but anyway, having his close circle around wasn't the only reason why this planet was all smiles in the paddock. The Aston Martin simulations show the car will be very strong here. This could be the story of the weekend. And Fernando said he would be lying if he said he doesn't think he can win in Monaco. He believes in the car, of course, and he believes in the numbers, because that's Fernando Alonso and he loves his numbers. After all, the race is on May 28th, so 28 plus 5 equals 33, or his 33rd win, maybe? 
Let's see what happens in practice and we can talk about it at more length after practice. But on paper, Aston Martin are the best car in the slow corners. While the Red Bull drivers, very often they find it hard to put temperature, to put energy in the front tires. And this could be a difficult factor for them this weekend. I spoke with both Checo and Max about that. And I asked them, what about trying something different with the setup and trying to put more energy in the front tires? But they said that every time they try to do that, the car behaves in a weird way. So it's a bit unnatural for the car to behave in a way that it would be beneficial for them this weekend. And Max even said, it's not the end of the world if we have a bad weekend. It's going to be one bad weekend uh, and a very good season. We have seen that in the past with Mercedes. When Mercedes were dominating, they used to hate going to Singapore. Singapore was a really bad weekend for them, but that, in the great scale of things, didn't change anything for their championship. Both Red Bull drivers said they have an eye on Ferrari as well. Ferrari, they have been very good in Monaco in the last few years let's say better in performance not so good in the strategy but anyway Monaco is about mechanical grip and traction and also putting energy on, on the tires and Ferrari has all that but it's also a bit of a temperamental car which is not great news from Monaco with the walls being so close and Charles Leclerc who by the way is everywhere in Monaco, from posters in the windows to ads in buses. He's the king of Monaco. He said taking risks to find limits is part of his job and he will keep doing it, which is why he's on one hand so quick, but also that's why he crashes so much. But I'm sure you want to hear about the driver's market and all the speculation in the media. Well, unless you were in Mars in the last few days, you have heard the rumor Ferrari is after Lewis Hamilton. The British tabloids say he would do a swap with Leclerc, with Leclerc going to Mercedes, while Gazzetta dello Sport in Italy says the Ferrari president, John Welcome would like to have a super team with both Hamilton and Leclerc. So Sainz would be the one losing his seat. It's all very hard to believe Given Mercedes gives Lewis 100% of freedom to explore his image rights, and there is no way Ferrari would agree with that. Let me just give you some perspective. I was meant to have an interview with Charles today, to which I had to send questions in advance. Some teams ask for that, but Ferrari not only asks for that, they correct your questions. I couldn't mention other drivers or other teams or one of my questions was about his time at Alfa Romeo and they were like no your time in your previous team don't mention Alfa Romeo or anything slightly negative this kind of branding control would never happen at Mercedes and of course I'm sure Charles doesn't have any issues of talking about any of these things it's a Ferrari thing I think Carlos Sainz summarized really well the whole situation. He said he has been in the sport for long enough to realize that people start with a silly season every May, and especially when a race is cancelled and there's nothing to write about. That is quite real. 
I heard a funny story today from a very experienced journalist in the paddock, Roberto Quincaro, Italian guy. I don't know if you are familiar with his work. He's always a very good guy to read. He's a very competent journalist. And he was telling me that on many occasions, drivers came and asked him to write that they were going or they were talking to team A or team B. They would do that in order to ask for more money or to help in any way in the negotiations. And he never did it. But a couple of days, he often saw the same story published by some British media. The always very straightforward Fred Vasseur said with all the words, the Ferrari did not get in touch with Hamilton and reminded us signs left Ferrari twice already this year as he was linked to Audi a few weeks ago. And there were some reports in Spain in the last few weeks also saying he was talking to Alpine. In both cases, there's not much substance in the stories that are going around. And they go around more in social media than in the paddock. It was funny to watch Lewis Hamilton's face when he was being asked about Ferrari. There was a mix of boredom and anger in his face. Straight on, he said he thought there was bad reporting and someone taking a chance. And he went on to say his management is talking to Mercedes and are dealing with details at this stage. And unlike in previous negotiations, he's not personally involved this time. He said it's too stressful to negotiate for new contracts. Lewis was much happier talking about the cast for the new F1 movie, although he doesn't think he will be in front of the camera this time. And that was surprising to hear because in the past, he did try to get auditions in, in Hollywood. But he did say that if there is another remake of Top Gun, he wouldn't let the chance slip away this time. I don't know if you know this, but for Top Gun Maverick, he had a chance to act, but he decided against it because it would mean he would miss uh, some races. But that's not the priority on Lewis's mind at the moment. He said he's itching to get in the car and try out the new Mercedes. So I don't know if we can call that, but let's do it. And we have finally seen the new look with a clearly changed suspension, which is probably the one thing that they will be able to understand more in Monaco. For the aero beats, I think they're going to have to wait until Spain. George Russell even said he was seeing this Monaco Grand Prix as an isolated event, meaning they don't expect to have any definitive answers here. They will just get on with what they've got. I actually spoke with a few engineers about the risks of upgrading the car so heavily in a track like Monaco. And what I heard was, well, when you are in the shit, it doesn't really matter. Of course, they had no option after having packed the revised car to Italy. But it's also true that they won't be losing that much. And they have the chance to start learning about a car they feel might get them on a more consistent path, so to speak. It's interesting that the car is not a copy. He has some Red Bull ingredients mixed with Ferrari, as Aston Martin does as well. And Aston basically has Mercedes's back underneath the aero surfaces, so it kind of makes sense. Let's see how it goes, starting from the free practices this Friday. It rained this Thursday in Monaco, but the weather should be fine from tomorrow. Probably a little bit of rain on Sunday, but before the race. 
And if you spot a few tired faces on camera tomorrow, it's because there are a few parties happening this weekend. Aston Martin, Williams, Pirelli and even the Mexican Grand Prix are taking advantage of the Monaco glamour. So that's where I'm heading now. I'm personally not a big fan of Monaco. It's very tiring to work here as everything is a bit more difficult in terms of logistics. But it's not every day that you can party on a boat in the Monaco Harbour. So you have to enjoy the good times as well. I promise I'll tell you how you went in tomorrow's episode. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to Drew Sarasoli, who I'm sure will be up bright and early on Friday morning in time for practice. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Monaco Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. You can also keep up to date with all the goings-on between episodes by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.